0: Oklahoma State football might have the easiest schedule for the new look Big 12. Does that necessarily translate into success? I'm Matt Jordan with the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And yes, a lot of people, as the Big 12 schedule got released earlier this week, have Oklahoma State as one of, or if not the easiest schedule, of the Big 12 teams. In fact, a couple of guys Over at Heartland College Sports, the website have kind of wrote, uh, you know, Oklahoma State. uh, They've voiced their opinions. One of my good buddies, Brian Clinton, actually has Oklahoma State with the easiest schedule in the Big 12. And then Derek Duke, he has Oklahoma State with the second easiest schedule in the Big 12. And certainly it does appear that it is, you know, fairly easy For the Cowboys, let's take a look at uh, some of the things that stick out to me from the release of this schedule. The first thing, no Texas, no Texas Tech, no Baylor, no TCU. Now, I'm sad about no Texas. I'm sad about no Texas Tech. Those games seem to always be fairly entertaining, fairly fun, and, of course, over the last several seasons, we've kind of owned Texas a bit, uh, at least in recent history. I think 9-4 and in the last... 13 appearances and to be honest that November 4th game that we have against OU for what could be and I hope is the last Bedlam game I'd rather play Texas that week than play OU but uh, so so that's one thing and you know I'm good no Baylor I'm good no TCU we'll see what TCU looks like coming into their second season uh, under a new head coach after such a terrific year last year but no Max Dugan and Baylor of course always tough Dave Aranda Phenomenal coach, going to make that team very competitive. The other thing that sticks out to me, tough home games. We get K-State at home. We get OU at home. And, uh, you know, this may sound funny saying it, but we get Kansas at home. Cincinnati is also in Stillwater. And BYU to end the season is in Stillwater. So of the new teams, my opinion, the two toughest Oh, uh, Cincinnati and, and BYU, Oklahoma state gets at home. So, uh, that, that is beneficial for the program as well. But the other thing and why I'm kind of leaning, maybe it's not as easy as everyone thinks. OSU is going to have to do a lot of traveling. They're going to be on the road a lot. Uh, coast-to-coast, essentially. Uh, They start the year off uh, week two, traveling to Arizona State. Of course, a new-look Arizona State team with a new head coach. Uh, Could be an interesting matchup. Oklahoma State won the matchup last year, although it was closer than some might have liked. So they have to go to Arizona State. They have to go to Ames to play Iowa State week four. And then you're looking at a couple back-to-back home games against the Kansas schools. Then they go to West Virginia, come back home, take on Cincinnati, then they take on uh, OU for Bedlam November 4th, then they go to Orlando to take on UCF in Florida, and then they have to go to Houston. Houston, which is like 500 miles from Stillwater, is the closest school, the closest game for Oklahoma State roadwise. So sure, they've got uh, some benefits only having to go to Texas once to play to play Houston, but that's their closest game. They are almost literally coast-to-coast with Florida, West Virginia, and Arizona State. And then you uh, include the travel uh, to Houston and uh, also having to go up and play in Ames, and I hate playing Ames in Ames. Iowa State is always a tough opponent. Ames gives me uh, shivers down my spine ever since 2011. Oklahoma State fans can relate to that. I hate playing in Ames. And so the road schedule, very difficult. The home schedule, obviously, super nice. Uh, You got Central Arkansas to start the year. Week 3, South Alabama. Not worried about those games that could come back to bite me later. Uh, But getting K-State at home, who might be my early pick to win the Big 12, just because of what they get back and what they've kind of done, um, they do lose a few pieces, both wide receivers. They lose lose Deuce Vaughn, uh, but uh, they look like they have the quarterback in the future there. Kansas also tough at home uh, in Stillwater. Jalen Daniels looked like a a Heisman candidate at parts of the season early, got hurt. Obviously, we'll see what he looks like in a second year there at KU. Uh, Cincinnati will be an interesting one. It's actually going to be interesting to see how all those teams fit in. Uh, Cincy, UCF, Houston, BYU, but Oklahoma State with the four new teams will face four of the f- four in the fi- final five weeks with Bedlam in between Cincinnati and UCF. So on paper the schedule might look fairly easy for Oklahoma State, but let's think about all that they've lost, some of the things that they kept that maybe they shouldn't have and some of the new pieces Coming in, uh, of course, Spencer Sanders has left. He has now moved on to Old Miss, been there as the starting quarterback for uh, four years, been a part of the program, and, uh, you know, some Oklahoma State fans are probably happy to see him go. Some or others are probably sad to see him go. Kind of right there in, in the middle, um, but uh, wish him the best of luck at Old Miss. Also, they're losing their top rusher, Dominic Richardson, transferred. They've lost Bryson Green. They lost JPR. They lost Steven Johnson. They're going to have one of their top six pass catchers return from 2022, uh, which was an underwhelming season after a phenomenal 2021. Last year was a disappointment, but they're losing some of the better pieces from that disappointing season. They are bringing some new people in. Michigan quarterback Alan Bowman has transferred, who was at Texas Tech for a while, then was at Michigan for a couple of years. I assume they brought him in to be the quarterback, but uh, Gage uh, or Garrett R- uh, Rangel. Garrett Ringel and Gunnar Gundy are the uh, two two quarterbacks that were there last year. Didn't really impress in the limited play they got uh, last year, but we will see uh, as well. They also uh, added a wide receiver from Washington State, uh, Dejon Stribling, who led Washington State in receiving yards. And then, of course, they brought in uh, a very inexperienced defensive coordinator to take over. So we'll see uh, what that, that looks like. So those are the new guys in. And, uh, of course, we know about all the ones that they lost, but uh, looking at the schedule as a whole, game by game, how successful can Oklahoma State be? be? You got to think that, you know, since Mike Gundy got there, they have found a way, despite people being concerned, I mean, remember the J.W. Walsh years, the Clint Chelf years, uh, even Brandon Whedon, the unknown, with with him after the Zach Robinson left, uh, having success when maybe people didn't think they would have success. And Gundy, in his tenure, has made the offensive r- offense right. Uh, obviously, he's he's had a lot of success. There's been a lot of successful seasons under Mike Gundy, and so you got to think a little bit, despite the concerns, all the change, that they're gonna bounce back. And Gundy better hope that they bounce back in a big way. Uh, 2022 was the first year where I slightly listened to those people screaming, Fire Gundy! Uh, In years past, I was full against it. What he means to the program when he's done for the program, the fact that he's tied to the program is so important. But we look at the schedule... People are already saying it's easy, and that's on paper in February. Obviously, we're many months away from the start of the season, and and more changes can happen, recruits and and all of that, transfers, and who knows uh, what else can happen in the months leading up to the start of the season, which is uh, September 2nd. Uh, But if an unsuccessful year in this new-look Big 12, in what could be the last years of OU and Texas and you, you thought, you had people thinking, and I thought I was one of those that Oklahoma State had a potential to run the new Big 12. You have a bad season the first year with all those new teams in the mix, and then the, what is could be the last two. You could be on your way out quickly, and then you look at what the other big competitors have done around you. K-State brings in a guy who knows how to win in climbing. You've got what KU has done. Look at the success TCU under a brand new head coach after getting the, getting rid of their winningest head coach in program history. Dave Aranda has done a wonderful job at Baylor. They got rid of their uh, they got rid of their defensive coordinator. So changes have been made uh uh with those other schools and yet we sit here as Oklahoma state and we keep Casey Dunn uh despite the lack of success we lost unfortunately what was probably the best defensive coordinator we'd ever had when he left to Ohio state i uh, can't really blame him for that though uh and then you you just you just kind of failed to to go on after a successful 20 year year were literal Inches away from a Big 12 championship, and then you just fall, fall on your face the following year with what should have been, all things considered, pretty similar team. Uh, and you know Sanders' injuries are part of that, but he had a bad year himself, uh, healthy. So let, let's look. Let's look at the schedule. We'll go game by game. We'll break things down. I'll make my predictions early prediction as to what uh, we could see record-wise from Oklahoma State, and based on that, if we should be making changes come the end of the year, what will 2024 look like uh, for Oklahoma State, the new look, Big 12. Central Arkansas at home, I think that's a win, 1-0. Heading to Arizona State, 2-2 all-time, 2-2 all-time, four meetings. I think Oklahoma State can get that victory despite the travel Arizona State's dealing with a whole a litany of changes themselves, new coaching staff. So 2-0, and we'll start the season 2-0. and South Alabama State, let's say 3-0. and First loss of the season, I do believe, comes in Ames at Iowa State. So 3-1 and heading into their first Big 12 home game, which is at K-State. I think back-to-back losses here. K-State is my early pick. To win the Big 12, uh, so I, I just I think that they may run the table. Uh, their schedule is not uh, not super hard. It's not super easy either. They're kind of right in the middle of the pack. Uh, but I do like K State, so uh, I'm gonna go four and uh, two. Sorry, three and two. Three and two uh, coming off a three and zero start, losing both of the Big 12 games. I think we rebound against KU, go four and two, five and two. Uh, Taking on West Virginia and then kind of a rough stretch hits. We have Cincy at home. I think we can win that game. That's uh, six and two. Bedlam. I would love to win that game. I don't think we do. History doesn't have our side. I really hope it's the last time I ever have to talk about Bedlam as an Oklahoma State fan playing OU. I, I'm I'm so over it. Um, so we're gonna say. Um, let's see here. That would make us six and uh, six and three. Six and three, traveling to Central Florida. I think we lose that game as well on the road. Long travel. Six and four at Houston. I think we're six and five. Long, long travel. Back to back travel uh, to Central Florida and then to Houston. And in our season against BYU, I think we're six and six. Maybe you pick up a win against Houston, Central Florida. You're seven and five. Maybe you're eight and four. But I don't see this team winning any more than eight games. And if they don't, I think that. You have to look at making a change. I, I do. If you are six and six, I definitely think you have to make look look at making a change. Um, you, maybe, like I said, maybe you win the Houston game. Gundy is five and two all time against Dana Holgerson, um, but just with everything going on, uh, six and six, five and seven, I think five and seven at worst. I think eight and four at best, and that's that's not what you want to see. This this with this schedule and what we should have been. Or should be is is a ten-win team, eleven-win team. We should be fighting for the Big Twelve. Instead, we're going to be hitting the end of the season, hoping that uh, we can be bowl eligible, um, or we're bowl eligible early, and then we go on a big skid and lose several games at the end of the year. You definitely don't want to go one and three or two and two uh, against the the four new teams in in. BYU, Houston, Central Florida and um Cincinnati. So you'd love to go 3 and 1, you'd love to go undefeated against them, kind of, you know, make your mark with the four new teams, but uh, I just don't I don't see that happening. Um maybe 3 and 1, I think probably Two and two, or even one, one and three, depending on what happens in those final three games with uh, Central Florida at Central Florida at Houston, and then home against BYU to to end the year. So, honestly, it looks easy on paper. I don't think it's favorable for Oklahoma State. I don't see them having a successful year, which is unfortunate. I think that means it is time to make a change. What does that look like? Who do they go after? I don't know. Obviously, it's February, and a lot can change in the next few months, but looking at the schedule right now, looking at the January that the team just had with all the transfers, losing a defensive quarter, hiring a guy with, with no Division One experience, I, I just I have a hard time being optimistic, and... And I am a normally very, very optimistic fan. So uh, when I'm having a hard time being optimistic, I can only imagine what some other fans feel like. Well, let's transition a bit here, talk about some happy things uh, after kind of the downer looking at the schedule. And that's the fact that uh, in basketball, uh, one Mike a lot better, fair bedlam wise, as he swept. Uh, Boynton's Cowboys swept OU for the season series for Bedlam. Of course, they won uh, a couple weeks ago uh, at home. Big win, 72-56. And then they finished the sweep in Norman, winning by 10-71-61. Bracketology, uh, Lenardi had Oklahoma State as out. He did not have them uh, in. He had them as one of the teams that was left out. He had OU as one of the last four in. You got to think that changes a bit uh, now that Oklahoma State one has a better record. They have a better conference record. OU is 12 and 10. Oklahoma State 13 and 9. OU is 2 and 7 in conference play. Oklahoma State is 4 and 5 in conference play. Oklahoma State has some interesting games coming up basketball wise. Obviously, there's a lot. There's still a month left of games. And looking at the remaining schedule, home against TCU, home against Tech. You got to win the Tech game. You got to win the tech game and you got to pull off some upsets here. At Iowa State, that game's going to be tough. Home against KU, you had them on the ropes at halftime in Lawrence. So maybe you bounce back and can win that one uh, in in Stillwater and then at TCU at West Virginia I think you've got to win one of those TCU games you have to beat Texas Tech you have to make the Iowa State Kansas games close if you can beat West Virginia on the road make the K-State game close and then finish the season beating Baylor at home or in Stillwater I should say and then on the road at Texas Tech if you can Kind of in the season like that, and then maybe pull off an upset somewhere. Maybe beat uh, TCU, beating beating Iowa State for a second time, beating KU, beating K State at home. I think you have a really good shot of making the uh, the tournament for for Oklahoma State. Um, you know. West Virginia, Texas Tech, bottom feeders. So you've got to beat Texas Tech both times. You can't you can't lose any games that you should win. You shouldn't lose to West Virginia. You shouldn't lose to Texas Tech. If you can beat Baylor, if you can get, I think if they can finish above, even if it's just one game above 500, uh, they have a really good shot at at making the tournament despite being one of the ones out at the moment. And again, I think they're going to switch places with OU when things change. But it it feels great to to sweep Bedlam, put ourselves in a better spot to win the tournament. And obviously the schedule down the road presents a really good opportunity to uh, kind of build the resume towards uh, being in the tournament. And uh, shout out to Caleb Boone, who's played well. 18 points in three straight games was a big part of the win against Ole Miss. That was a big dominating win against Ole Miss. 18 points against OU, big part of the 10-point win there so uh, schedule wise looks great for Oklahoma State moving the rest of the way hopefully a chance to make the tournament it's always fun uh, even if it's just for a round to watch your team play in March Madness so again I'm Matt Jordan for the Pokes Podcast part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network